Hello and welcome to episode 126 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always. And with me once again today, we're doing this through Zoom, had some things come up. Uh, Ricardo Benavides, welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon, Jeremy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we were uh, we were all set to, um, I had a couple interviews set up for this week. We were, we were ready, to, ready to go and uh, a couple things fell through. Um, I know we had some like personal family tragedy tragedies this week uh tragedy this week i guess it kind of extended over a few days but yeah wow you want to talk about that a little bit yeah um you know uh we had a little recording we were going to push out there uh hoping for some good thoughts and prayers out there and uh unfortunately um on this plane in this existence our nephew cousin loved uh beloved uh, ryan mather uh passed on to the next uh phase of existence so he was a great snowboarder um he was a, a really good person he was only 30 years old um but he passed away on mount hood this last week uh, we don't know exactly when but he will be missed yeah yeah it's just tragic snowboarding accident I'm not really sure what the details were but um you know it's just shocking you know that a 30 year old can be doing what he loved. And, and, you know, he was, that was his passion. I think I I would call it. I mean, I know he lived in, lived out in like uh, Lake Tahoe, I think it was for, for a few years teaching snowboarding. So he was like a very experienced snowboarder. um, Yeah. He was an an instructor and he also did, you know, rescue search and rescue stuff. Um, And, you know, he was well-prepared, you know, he had his uh, avalanche beacon with him and his cell phone and some, a little bit of food and, I guess they wear layers and uh, had uh, a lighter with him in case something happened. Um, uh, but he's not one to snow, uh, ski out of bounds or anything like that. So he just got, you know, in a bad circumstance. He was out. He took the day off last Tuesday to go um, enjoy the snow up there because it was good skiing. And, um, you know, it just. Uh, and yeah, it's getting to the end of the season, too. So he probably just wanted to get another one last day in there. Yeah. Yeah. Tragic. Yeah. So, tragic. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, you're a little older than um, my boys, you know, but you're all cousins. Right. And right. Uh, but my boys knew him and he had a very infectious laugh when he was a little kid. Uh, he was kind of quiet, you know, um, but he grew up to be a really nice young man. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just terrible. And yeah, yeah. our thoughts go out to his dad, Larry, and his sister, Amanda. Um, yeah. I just wanted to. So yeah kind of you know we're just open books here on this show so we uh you know we we uh spread the news and, and yeah sometimes terrible stuff hits home and that's what it is man so um you know i did i know ricardo switching gears a little bit uh, i we had talked about when we were going to put out the little brief uh thing that we we were, had recorded the other day uh, when he was still missing and we were hoping for the best um, I had gone on this last Friday to um, basically I'm trying to get a convert over to a super pubic catheter, what they call it, because I can't use my hands enough to do self-cathing, which a lot of uh, a lot of people with spinal cord injuries do. Um, so I have an indwelling catheter, which so which I'm trying to get rid of and get the super pubic catheter, which goes through kind of your belly, your pubic bone into your bladder instead of you know, through your penis or, or uh, obviously with a woman that goes through your urethra. 
all that stuff, um, which is not a pleasant experience. And so I went in, uh, but I've had a catheter for so long uh, indwelling that my bladder never really gets big. And so they had to do a CT scan to make sure that when they do this procedure, they're not going to like puncture my uh, intestines or my stomach or anything like that. You know, then you have a whole other list of issues with this lady. Yeah. They were trying to basically pump like 3,500 cc's, which doesn't seem like a lot. It's like a, she basically had a, what do you call it? Like an IV bag sitting there next to the little bed that I had to get on. And like, was trying to like force this into my bladder. It was like the worst pain I've ever felt, man. Like I got dysreflexic, which anybody out there with a spinal cord probably knows a spinal cord injury knows is, is not a pleasant experience. And uh, yeah, so I, I had a hell of a day on Friday. That was, that was not fun. And, they, and then at the end of it all, they didn't even get the pictures they needed because they weren't able to get my bladder full enough because my, I like, it can only get so full before like it just forces the urine forces out. And oh. uh, yeah, so it was, it was kind of a nightmare and then it didn't even get, uh, they, they don't know for sure. I guess they have to, to, they had a doctor come down to look at the first pictures they took and they said, no, it's not enough. Uh, we need it to be bigger. So then the lady was like, just bear with me. And I'm, I don't, you don't know what's, I, I honestly thought I, and, and I'm masked up in like an N95 mask and I thought I was going to throw up. Like that's how, that's how much pain I was in. I was like about, I really thought I was going to vomit laying flat on a bed with a mask of like a mask tight over my face so I was it was a it was a nightmare so I'll keep everybody posted hopefully they get this uh hopefully they were able to get good enough images I guess to know that at least that it's not gonna you know my intestines aren't in the way or anything like that so um, yeah they don't want to cause yeah you know be tragic if the, you got some kind of infection or they cut the muscle and you ended up with a hernia or something like that, you know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, it just goes to show when you have a situation when you're like, you know, in your situation with the quadriplegic and um, there is no ordinary day, you know, <laughs> when, when I, you know, Gina said, well, how did uh, Jeremy's doctor appointment go? And I said, Oh, you don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> nothing's nothing's ordinary and I, I always have to remind myself you know since we've reconnected how um you know every day for you is um well you're used to it now but to you know an ordinary person it's a struggle you know right right so and i hand you know i hand you know my hat goes off to all, all you out there that that get up every morning and have this positive attitude and uh you know move forward with your life because you know actually that's all you really can do you know so it's so true it's so true um and i do i've really i I think i mentioned it too on the show before i really want to get somebody on to kind of talk about mental health like i want to get some other other people dealing with spinal cord injuries on to talk about how they deal with yeah everything that this injury throws at you on a daily basis you know you're it's it's constant there's no there's no off days there's no like uh you know like oh i'm just going to take it easy today i mean you can uh, to some degree but uh, it's just i guess it's relative to to how much you can really relax and and take it easy with dealing dealing with this stuff so well i mean just in the back of my mind i i would just be you know 
are my caregivers going to show up? <laughs> yeah, that's another, <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, for me, I mean, I need, yeah, I need yeah. help getting in and out of bed. Like at least, you know, the, some people are luckier. They have lower level injuries. They can, can get up and, and get moving themselves. You know, it's like at least to some degree, they maybe they only need a tiny bit of help or whatever. But yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty, I need quite a bit of, uh, of, of assistance. So it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a crapshoot, man. Yeah. You really have to wonder like, yeah, caregiver going to show up this morning. It's going to show up tonight to help me get into bed, like all these different, different issues. But I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, all you can really do is, you know, put a smile on and, and just, just attack it as, as best you can. So, uh, but I did want to, uh, while, while we, uh, while we're recording here, Ricardo, I did want to chat a little bit. I sent you this article that we, we've actually already spoken about this, general study on uh on the coming out of tel aviv university on the podcast a few months ago when it first right. hit um and and so i'll just do a quick brief overview of it and then um, kind of talk about some of the the new and i guess some of it's mixed in there too some of the new details that are coming out about it so uh, it's this it's, it's a study coming out of tel aviv university and an israeli regenerative medicine firm called matra Matric Health, Mattress Self, uh, Self with a C. Uh, anyway, they created this 3D printing spinal cord tissue implant and put it into paralyzed mice. And it made all of the acute injuries that they put it into walk again. And this was something I didn't see the last time that it made uh, when they implanted it into mice with chronic injuries that I think they said it was the equivalent of a year after a spinal cord injury in a human, 80% of those mice walked again as well, which is, that's great. Well, well, I think it was, they all walked, but they received 80% uh, mobility. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, maybe I Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's incredible. That's even better, so. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what excited me about it, was, yeah. Yeah, and then they also, one of the new, new little bits of information they had in this was that uh, they're already working with the FDA and, and it's equivalent in the UK and that they're hoping to have human trials starting by the end of 2024. Yeah. So yeah. That's very exciting. And uh, this was, this article was out of a 3d printing publication. I didn't take down the name of it, but uh, it was just 3d printing and industry.com is where it was listed. Uh, yeah. but they, so they, this was kind of looked at it from more of a 3D printing aspect than, than from a m- medical point of view, I would say. But um, they did say that they're, they're, I guess they're using a new patent pending uh, bio, 3D bioprinting technology that was used to make the first 3D printed human heart where they're right. able to have you know, working blood vessels and all these different things. So they're using a new patent pending 3D bioprinting technology that was used to make the first 3D printed human heart, blood vessels, all that stuff. Yeah, I, I understand that heart. I, I did a look up on that heart. Um, did you? They actually use the um, heart tissue. Um, so the heart, they shocked it and it pumped on its own. They had to stop it from pumping. Wow. So it's not wow. just a, it's not just a stationary 3d heart it's actually could work could actually be transplanted into somebody that's amazing. so um that's amazing. yeah so yeah so they used all the right tissues all the right cells 
and um, the DNA to, you know, replicate exactly what was in that person's body. That's so. great. Yeah, and they say that the, the bioprinting technique works by simultaneously 3D printing cells and extracellular material that's derived from the patients themselves to produce living human tissues and organs. Um, yep. And the, it says the process leverages liquid nanoparticles to stabilize the printed structures and ensure high resolution and precision, which are then extracted from the structure after printing. So it's basically you're only left with your own human material. So it's not going to yeah. attack it from, uh, you know, try to, you know, with the, we've talked about Brandon donating a kidney, like it's not going to, there's no fear of rejection with this. And your body yeah. hacking it, which is awesome. Uh, and, yeah. and then the, the one other thing I wanted to talk about or to say about the, um, the so the lead researcher, and I guess he's the head of the biomedicine department at Tel Aviv University, and he's the chief science officer for this mattress cell company. He says this marks the first time in history that engineered human tissues have generated recovery in an animal model for long-term chronic paralysis. And that, like that sentence right there gets me fired up. Yeah. 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 It was like I said, when I saw it, it was pretty exciting. Plus the um, cellular structure that they talk about there at that nanoparticle is they basically create like a framework, you know, as if you were, you know, erecting a skyscraper, you know, they set up the framework and everything for the actual cells to lay into. So, right. so it's duplicating exactly what your body's building. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I want. I really want to talk to this Tal Devere. I've I've sent out a couple emails to him. Hopefully, uh, I hear back eventually. But he, I want to know what their plan is to deal with um, scar tissue. Number one, that's my biggest thought about it, um, especially with the chronic, with the chronic injury aspect of things. It it, it needs to be. Yeah, you're gonna to have to clean up the scar tissue. That's gonna be have to be the number one concern. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm hoping we can get this guy on. Yeah, and I think I it really, agree. yeah, I think it really marks a a definite, uh, you know, potential. Just the potential of something like this is enormous. It, I, I don't know. I don't think I've been as excited about this something like any technology coming out as, uh, as I am about this one and especially seeing this new article today. So. Yeah. And it didn't appear to be um, invasive. Right. Well, I mean, it's gotta be, it's going to have to be somewhat invasive because they're going to have to go in and implant this thing in your spinal cord. So. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is it's not um, it's uh, the, the uh, tissue extraction comes from your stomach, right? Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, gotcha. yeah, now that that makes a lot of yeah, that yeah. is that that's that that's great there because yeah, you're not having to you know go in and and do two major surgeries like with the kind of with the olfactory bulb cells. I don't know, if, I don't think you were around when we were talking about that one as much, but that's kind of like the the cells from your nasal passageway, and yeah, because so, those never stop reproducing for your entire life basically and they just slow down so they they can take these olfactory bulb cells but and then implant them in your they, they have a few studies doing stuff like that implant then implanting them into your spinal cord but if you you know the surgery to take them out is i guess a 
really invasive. So, I mean, it's like you're, you're having to cut open your, your, your whole sinus area to, to get these out. And I heard that was incredibly painful. So this seems like uh, take, you can take a little of my fat. Have at it. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm open. Yeah. I'm open yeah. for business over here. Anyway. So yeah, we, uh, I, you know, I'm feeling good about that. So yeah, we'll be back next week with a, with another great guest, Ricardo. I, uh, was able to connect with this guy on Instagram and his Instagram handles, the wheel life official. So the real life, the wheel life official. And he just does uh, okay. a lot of, uh, you know, he's very, you know, he's a spiritual guy. He does a lot of, uh, you know, how to videos on, on, ways to to transfer on ways to do pressure reliefs things like that but always with like a fun you know he's very positive uh, nice nice guy named john mckenzie so he'll he'll be on next week and then um we like we i I know we had said at the end of the episode with bentley last week or two weeks ago now that um we're having some people on to talk about travel that's coming up in the next couple of weeks and yeah you know look forward forward for big things from uh live to walk again foundation and podcast people yeah that sounds great jeremy in fact um next week is easter this week this sunday is coming coming up so those that uh, celebrate easter everybody have a good easter yep happy easter from the live to walk again foundation and we will uh, be back yeah we'll be back next week and thank you guys for listening you can listen anywhere you get podcasts Please like, rate, review, share, all that stuff. And uh, we will be back in about a week. Thanks, Ricardo. Yeah, you're welcome. And remember, five stars, just like your favorite Thai food. (laughs) All right. Until next time, guys. Thanks.